I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you own a sword? <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me preface, I think you do not own a sword. Uh, I mean, I own uh, two of those fold-out <laughs> lightsabers. Okay, okay. But that's it in terms okay. of like actual swords. I do not own I'm going to say that does not count. Okay. Um, I, I mean, unsurprisingly, I do yeah, own a sword yeah. purchased at CGE2 2014 or something like that. Um, but I was in, I was at a mall mm. uh, on yeah, yesterday. And Were Justin, you geocaching I don't know if you know at the me. mall? I wasn't, but first of all, I loved geocache. <laughs> I, I love geocaching, first of all. Second of all, I love malls. I don't know why. I think it's from like when I was a kid when like going to the mall was like the thing to do. Oh yeah. Like, yo, we're gonna go to the mall. And like I remember being like, I don't even like the stores here, but I wanna be here. You know? Well, yeah. I, it was like, oh go to Hot Topic, you know. See yeah, what's going check on. Check out there. what's at the Spencer's. Yeah, I I walked in there once as a thirteen year old kid and it was like a lot of dildos and I was like, I think I am not supposed to be here. Yeah. You saw your mom <laughs> um, in there, you're like, oh no. I was like, hey, you dropped us off. Hold on. Um, But (laughs) so I I love going to malls. And uh, and we've talked a little bit about this sort of phenomenon. Like anime's back and and not back. Anime's big with like (laughs) kids. Yeah, they love it. uh, In a way that like it definitely was not when I was like in high school and stuff. Um, But the amount of anime stuff that's at malls is kind of insane. I mean, obviously, like, Hot Topic, like, pivoted into being, like, we're not doing Bullet for My Valentine. We're not doing My Chemical Romance anymore. I mean, like, they do. But, like, we are doing Attack on Titan t-shirts. We are doing My Hero Academia mm. and, like, Bleach and Naruto and, like, all of that, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's cool. Yeah. But I went into a store, Justin, called FYE. I don't know what it stands for. But I went in simply because there was a life-size cutout of Dwight Schrute from The Office standing next to a life-size cutout of Hatsune Miku, <laughs> which was awesome. But that wasn't even the store with the swords in them. Okay. <laughs> There's another <laughs> store that just had all these anime swords, had all these swords from Lord of the Rings, all these, like, uh, you know, $1,000 anime busts in case you were going to the mall, like, wanting to drop $1,000 on, I don't know, characters from anime i haven't seen demon slayer what whatnot um but yeah i uh my, my question to you is is do you have desire to own a sword because one of the malls out in in schaumburg has a bunch. for sure can hook you up yes uh i used to when i was younger have like a collection of like fake plastic swords like yeah, i yeah, was yeah. well on my way to like purchasing a nice sword to like mount on my wall mm-hmm. um and in fact i had like i had a whole like uh satchel of them under my bed that i used a belt to tie together you know what i mean just so i could have them and then i'd also like every halloween i'd get another like weapon to attach to my costume Mm. no matter what the Mm -hmm. costume was yeah i could have been a vampire you need three swords you do you do you never get it Um, i get it i was a fireman with swords you know you got to have everything ready in case you get attacked yeah by the fire (laughs) demons i get it yeah so Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I necessarily have a want and or need to, um, just mm-hmm. because I don't know if that fits with the decoration aesthetic of the house. What are you um, talking enough. about? I'm looking behind you right now, mm-hmm. and there's a Furby. That's correct. And a map of Middle Earth. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah. And but, if I'm remembering correctly, 
within your like little like den area, right? You've got some Harry Potter posters. That's true. And some yeah. Game of Thrones posters. Yeah, that's right. Stick a little sword right between them. Just a little tiny one, just to like separate <laughs> it. It'll be like a sword and, and a wand. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah, feel, yeah. I just feel like you mount a sword on your wall. Like you're you're half a step away from like being a, a bartender at a lodge in a video game, and I just don't know if yes. I have that. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, there is there's a uh, threshold, I will say, yeah. of the amount of. I, I per- personally speaking, for me, there is a threshold for amount of the amount of nerd I can put on my wall. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, the sword that I own does not. It, it sits in a corner. Yeah. Um, sheathed and ready to go. Yeah. Should I need it? Well, I mean, I do have a custom uh, Pokemon card of my dog. Um, yeah. So that's that, that's fun though. It can is. you tax someone with that? Probably not. It's probably expensive. Uh. Well, his, maybe his, his, his major move is donkey kick. It's a uh, it's four energy of any color, and he just kicks you with his donkey power. Well, Justin, should there be an intruder, I hope that little old Archibald uh, uses his donkey. What was it? Donkey, donkey kick. kick. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that he does that to protect you. Yeah, because sometimes would you count on him if if that to protect you if like something happened? Oh, absolutely not. Like he's afraid of our <laughs> doormat. Like he literally does not walk on the doormat. He'll like kind of like sidle around it and try to jump over it when all possible like if he's afraid of a doormat an intruder would not be yeah yeah like okay something he would attack yeah my dog my dog bean is like she is she talks a big game but i think when it comes down to it uh not a fighter right no. not a fighter at all no, no, no. uh but we're not going to talk about dogs or swords we'll probably talk more about swords but like in a less specific well, and way, dogs later. too. But yeah, yeah, actually, that's um, Elden Ring. That's <laughs> 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 box. What's in the fucking box? on everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 83 my name is peter Hunspitek. joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich how are you justin i'm doing great how are things I, I, I got to wake up on my own terms on a saturday yeah. for the first time in i don't know five months six months <laughs> yeah it seems like yeah. that um like even during breaks and stuff i had like i was at a place i had to wake up and do something mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was wonderful that i could just wake up and immediately just start playing video games in the morning <laughs> oh are you on are you on spring break yet no 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 uh this is just like you know with my extracurriculars done for school i've yeah. had like a saturday free for the first time in a while so i got two weeks till spring break i don't know what i'm gonna do then uh probably um i don't know play one of these video games yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds do one of those that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, let's let's take let's get into the video games that we're talking about today. Uh, we've got a few things. There is a Metacritic roundup, Justin. Oh, is it's there? not listed on our show notes? Oh no! But uh, we're gonna very briefly touch on a game called Babylon's Fall oh, okay. and, a game, and a game called Chocobo GP. Okay. Uh, but then we're also gonna just touch on the state of play that happened earlier this week talk a little bit about god of war potentially coming to amazon as a live series uh we're, we're going to touch on the sales numbers for two games elden ring and gran turismo 7 a little bit later and we are going to be talking about open world games and the best of the best but 
we'll get to all that and a little bit more in a little bit before we do i do want to know justin what you've been playing i imagine horizon yeah it's really that's the only game uh i have been playing i did by the way uh purchase elden ring oh interesting so it's there it's downloaded it's ready yeah. to go I just got to beat Horizon first, and I think I'm I'm right at the door of beating it. I think I got three more main missions to do, um, and I don't think this is a game that I'm going to sacrifice everything else to put another 30 hours into platinum in it yet. I will. That's my goal. Mm. I will have a platinum by the end of this year, but as of now, just you know, beating the main story. And, like, I got to say, yeah. they just have moments in the story that are pretty good. Like, whenever you have, like, a, you, you, like, go to a mission, and they'll be like, hey, uh, you might want to stock up and like do some stuff uh before uh, are you ready and it's like yes or no whenever you get one of those choices you're in for like a good little like set piece story that mission. is true yes yes um and i know i'm at this point i think uh we've talked a little bit before we started recording i'm further farther than you um but like one of the uh moments that was just uh this might be very loose spoilers to the game um, but basically, uh, one of the missions in the game, you are put into a museum that has all of these uh, holograms in it that mm, have been yes, slowly yes, becoming yes. corrupt and like not as like like the only you only get parts of information from them. And you have this whole tribe of like people, like the leaders of the Tanakh, who are living there and basically use these visions as like words from their the ancestors, the chosen ones, the gods, whatever they call them. Um, and they basically have this whole like myth around the 10, which are like these elite humans who basically came in and survived and like destroyed robots in mm -hmm. uh, in sand, in air and in like jungle areas. And that's how like, the, the Tanakh uh, kind of created their tribes based off of this. Um, and like, I don't know about you, when I was playing that the whole time, I had this like thought like, oh, they've read these wrong. Like there's something yeah like there's something there like they believed in these gods or whatever except they're they, you know they lied to them and there's all this like stuff in there like if you start to read like i was legitimately like reading all of the the data points i could to try to find out like oh my god there was a nuclear bomb that was ex like exploded here oh my god there was this thing that happened here like something happened wrong with these with these 10 like they're not as like good as everyone said yeah but, but then you like you have this big story beat and then there's this moment when you see this like little uh like you see like the original um Projections. Uh, projection that like yeah. kind of like inspired all of the the Tanakh beliefs beliefs. That's a really hard word to say. Samurai. Tanakh. Got it. Tanakh um, beliefs. Tanakh beliefs. Tanakh <laughs> you gotta, beliefs. You gotta like, like get up to that. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, anyway. But they have this whole moment and like all the people are like watching this like uh this thing for the first time. And I was like, okay. This is a good little story beat here. Like it, like all of their like beliefs were like reaffirmed, and like it was just a, it was like a very like the music was swelling, and I was like, hell yeah, hell yeah. And not to not to spoil it, but the ending of that little scene too, I think is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. With with like how they recognize it. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's and 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 again, this is just like, ba uh, sorry if I ruined a set piece kind of area for you but there's just like cool moments like that scattered around the whole thing and i think you were talking about this earlier i the ultimate drive to get to the end of the game isn't really there for me yeah like the the main story it just seems like there's this moment that happens that like you you meet these enemies that are like uh, indestructible 
and then everything after that, it's just like, well, I haven't seen these enemies. I don't feel like they're like an imminent threat, even though they are. And it just doesn't, the main story doesn't keep me going, but it's all these little stories, these side stories or these Mm -hmm. main quests that are like branching off from the, from the ultimate bad that's out there that you have to stop that are just, you know, the good little story beats that, that, that every time you get to one of them, I'm like, all right, I feel this. This is good. I like it. It reminds me a little bit of like Assassin's Creed in the sense of like, I have no like negative interest in the stuff that's happening like present day in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But the stuff like in the past is usually pretty interesting and kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and, And my feeling towards it is always like, well, I would have liked this game probably better if it had focused centrally on that. Yeah. So, you know. That's just what I want. So it's not like it's not a critique of it or anything, I guess. Uh, but just like it would have been with it with Horizon, that future stuff and like the whole like end of the world stuff is to me just like not super interesting because it's not relatable. Right. Like with with the um, the the smaller stories with the Tanakh. That is tough with the Tanakh. <laughs> you got to like think about they it. Should yeah. have, they should have thought about that before. Well, <laughs> sure they did. Uh, but but with that stuff, with the Tanakh, like those are human stories, right? And and you see the people who it's affecting and, and you see like the characters and stuff going on. But with Aloy's like overarching thing, it's kind of like just like, yeah, I generally would want to save the world. But like you don't really see the impacts of mm-hmm. that. Or at least I haven't yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I do think like just the overall main quest isn't quite as interesting as the first game, um, because the first game was like, what the hell happened? You're yes, trying to it find was putting out together that like, yeah, what the Zero Dawn project is. Who are you? Who are you related to? Like these like major like story questions that like had you going, but this one it's just kind of like. You know, you know, like wh- why everything the way it is. You pretty early on know like who the bad guys are, but like there's not that pressing need of like interest to like stop them. It's like I know what I have to do now. I'm just checking these off the the, the list of things I have to do. I think it's funny too. Um, in that first game, it's kind of like oh, these people have the focuses, right? Like oh, this is kind of interesting, kind of weird that some of these people have this piece of ancient technology. Um, and then in this game, she's just like throwing them around to people. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, do you need one here? Here, let me yeah. get to see you. Or like, she breaks one in a scene, like on purpose, because she doesn't want to talk to Silence anymore. And she's like, well, I do need one. So she like pulls out <laughs> another one. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I have not touched it honestly in over a week, just because of Elden Ring. I think that like, I think you are right to not start Elden Ring because no matter if you're playing horizon or Elden ring, one of those games is going to like grab you more or like take up more of your time. I just don't think that they're games that you can really play in tandem together. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, I hope to return to it to finish its story. At least I don't, I think the idea of like platinuming it is growing smaller and smaller <laughs> in my brain. Also, cause yeah. like when I come back to it, I've been like, Oh yeah, I, I don't love this little aspect of it and don't want to do this and that and whatever. But. Yeah. I haven't like, uh, looked into like what the platinum will entail other than making sure like I anything that's missable I don't miss yeah um I think we talked there's one there's one like enemy you have to like you only have like two missions to scan scan them all just scan them all gotta scan them all um but the two uh, things that you maybe don't think are scannable enemies maybe are (laughs) 
the one I'm talking about, the, we talked about it, the ones that you mi- you can miss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. are interesting. I don't. I'm not trying to spoil. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, you're saying. So like, I haven't looked looked into it, but I looked at the progression in the game, and it said I'm like 27 percent done with it, and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> like, uh, I can't play no. the game for like 25 hours. Like, does that mean like an hour uh, completion? I don't think that's that's fun. But um, I will uh, work on the platinum and beat it. Hopefully, at least beat the game by next weekend. Platinum over the summer. That's my goal. Speaking of beating games, I really thought I was going to have Elden Ring beat by the time we were talking today. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I didn't. There's still more. I have played the hell out of that game, and but maybe I'm, re- I'm like ready for it to maybe be done. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, like, I've got like 50 hours in it. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's really good, but it's gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, I've seen sort of what you're doing. I've seen the things that you're sort of doing here. Uh, but I think I'm in the third act. Basically, like something happens and they say, oh, maybe we, maybe we should go here to to make things easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's good. It's it's actually really good. Um, I also like a lot of people are saying, yo, it's the hardest. It's probably the hardest from soft game. Uh, and I'm not like a great FromSoft player. Like, I mean, I've only ever beaten Dark Souls 3 and the rest were just way too hard for me. Um, that is definitely not the case. <laughs> uh, and and again, like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's so easy because it's not. But like, it is, it's challenging. But I thought, I thought like games like Returnal were really hard. Sekiro was really hard. Um, whereas this, I think, is relatively straightforward. But it also might just be like the build I'm playing and and... I might not be getting as deep into it as other people are like finding all those optional bosses and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I played bloodborne for the first time, that game was hard, but not insurmountable. I do yeah. feel like sometimes when you play dark souls, like, uh, specifically dark souls one and two, I haven't gotten far enough into three to like give you that, uh, evaluation. I feel mm-hmm. like some of those games you like hit a wall. Sometimes they're just kind of like, uh, no, this is just like beyond my skill. That's the thing. I mean, like I've hit those walls, but I'm always like, well, I guess I'll just go back to that. Yeah, other yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you have multiple branches. Yes. Because there's that big, those big trees. Multiple the branches. Yes. That you can go on and and level yourself up and get stronger. Yeah, you know, I've never read Game of Thrones, nor have I watched the show. Oh, I've done both. You have though. Yeah, both. both right? Yeah, yeah. I imagine George R. R. Martin is like a good author. No. Right. No, I, I would argue that his the first three books are good, and uh-huh. then books four and five kind of like are a little too top heavy that that are not as like clear or succinct as a story as the original three. I don't think okay. he's a great author, to be frank. Sorry, George. Uh, I guess my like okay, 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 okay. What I'm trying to say is he probably is good at least at like building worlds it seems oh absolutely yeah yeah which it's my understanding is like what he did for elden ring i don't know if he like wrote the the plot of it um like specifically but like you know he he wrote like the details of it i don't and, and this might just be the way that elden ring delivers a lot of this stuff it is to me <laughs> like non it's it's the same as dark souls <laughs> like, like you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. 
you, there's a lot of people the this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the order of the this and whatever uh, that I'm sure is very deep and very interesting. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a castle on lava, just like Dark Souls. There's a castle in uh, a pool of acid like Dark Souls. There's a castle. There's a lot of castles. Um, but <laughs> is there a blight town with a spider boss? Uh, no spider boss yet, except for. Have you seen the hands? Oh yeah, the, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like two hands like on top of each other, and they are unnerving, especially because you don't see them for a really long time, and then you go to this this like mansion, and they're everywhere, and they're huge, and like there's some that are like small and some that are big, and yeah, and they like like lurk underground like upside down, and you can like only see the tips of the fingers. Ugh, ugh. Like I like I've seen a lot of people like get to that point like I'm done I we're gotta good. be done we're good yeah. next next yeah. game please because it's like here's the thing I think if they were spiders yeah that would be kind of freaky but the fact that they're hands and they have like rings on is like especially unnerving yeah I feel that you know? yeah. yeah uh but in addition to Elden Ring which I've been playing a lot of I played Aperture Desk Job do you know what this is is it um is it from the makers of Portal it is from the makers of Portal oh. I've Valve never heard of made it a, Valve made a damn video game. Imagine that. Wow. Um, you're familiar with the Steam Deck? Yes, yes, yes. Aperture Desk Job is the like Wii Sports of the Steam Deck. It is meant to just showcase what the what the device can do, uh, and it is a 30 minute short experience about being like a tester at Aperture Science. Uh, it is delightfully written it's very funny you can play it on pc by the way which is what i did um because i don't have a steam deck it is delightfully funny extremely well written lots of goofs and gaffs it's about 30 minutes i recommend picking it up it's the kind of thing that makes me really mad that valve doesn't make more video games because like it's awesome it's really good you got uh, uh uh jk simmons back as cave johnson nice um yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's not a like it's not a game i mean like it is a game but like it's not like it's not a lot of, to do. It's it's just going like, oh, did you know you could do this with the Steam Deck? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I also I played Elix two a little bit. It is a uh, the sequel to Elix one, which okay, is like that's, a that's <laughs> it's like a it's like a Fallout kind of game, like RPG. Uh, it's not for me. Uh, it, from what it seems like, people who liked Elix one are very happy with Elix two. I think Elix two is laughably bad, but. Mm, mm. Hey, mm. that's just me. Um, with, with, what is it? It's like it's like Fallout. Basically, it's an RPG. Um, about like like aliens came and they like invaded the Earth, and then the, like the world ended, so everyone sort of like broke up into different factions. And you're like, you play as a guy who stopped the alien invasion in in Elix One, so it's just like the same guy as Elix One. Uh, but now he has a kid, and he's worried about the kid, and he goes and finds a kid, and like. I did not get very far. Mm. I I was like, oh, this is bad. I think I got like a four from IGN, but like a lot of other places reviewed it highly uh, because I have to imagine that those people were like liked the first one and were able to like forgive a lot of like the jankiness and bugginess and like, I mean, the voice acting is real bad. The writing's real bad, but it's it's that kind of thing that's kind of nostalgically bad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, where did you play this on? PC. PC. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So yes. do not recommend Elix 2. Um, if you like that sort of thing, I recommend it. 
if you like RPGs with like giant like skill trees and like putting points into like strength and and like charm and charisma and stuff like that, then yeah, like I would say maybe give it a try. Uh, or if you really liked the first one, absolutely you'll play this. You'll like this one a lot. But like if you like Bethesda RPGs, I think there's better ones out there for you to give it a go. Cool. It looks like you got a cool little backpack thing. It looks like oh, you got uh, a jetpack. That's pretty cool. Yes, and I think anytime you can give your main character in a video game a jetpack, uh, you are always better off because uh, jetpacks are dope. But I, I agree. I agree. Yep. No, uh, that is something I would not <laughs> maybe super recommend. Speaking yeah. of not recommending, Uh-oh. let's talk about Metacritic Roundup. Metacritic, as we know, is the end all be all metric to know if a video game is any good or not. Yep. Uh, we're looking at two games today. First of all, let's talk about Chocobo GP. You remember this game? Ooh, yeah, you're a Chocobo and you're GP fast. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't have said it any better Thank myself, you. Justin. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, this was like a kart racer announced at like a recent Nintendo Direct. Um, it's a kart racer based on Final Fantasy stuff. This game has a 66 on Metacritic Ooh. because it's a decent enough kart racer but it is full to the brim of like microtransactions and like battle passes and like four different currencies and and stuff like that um in a way that's like kind of gross and like not expected for a full price game uh there is a free version of it that you can download on your switch um which is like has limited features in it it makes sense why that might be full of microtransactions yeah, if it's yeah, free, yeah. but it like it the amount of microtransactions in it like truly does make it look like like a f- mo- like a mobile game that is. It looks like it is like a, the type of mobile game that would be called like Mario Kart, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like it's just like tricking a bit you, off. Yeah, yeah, and and like tricking you into like paying for all this stuff. Uh, yeah, so sixty six from critics, and you can see that. Uh, uh, reflected in the user score which is at a 2.8 so. but it looks pretty fun like it looks like they're just running around a little cute it looks like the chocobo's got some roller skates yeah and you can play as cloud from Final okay Fantasy VII, all right hell yeah hell yeah if you want to pay for the premium battle pass ah well <laughs> yeah, mm. so maybe you want that or maybe pay pay, pay to win and maybe pay to win pay ptp yep, 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 yep. does it look like cloud or does it look like a like a bad version of cloud or is it like the like, the, like the hd version he just like is out of place with all the cuteness <laughs> he's like giant yeah uh, no it's like um like a chibi kind of got it got it kind of cloud it. yeah cool, cool, cool. Uh, other game let's talk about this this is not to say chocobo gp isn't a real game but this is maybe a game of higher um how do you say like renown clout it, People were like looking forward to this. Babylon's ah. Fall. This is published by Square Enix and is uh, developed by Platinum Games, who of course made like the Bayonetta series uh-huh. and um, Devil May Cry. I think no, I'm, I'm, no, they did, didn't they? Hold on. They made uh, Near Automata. I know that for sure. The Wonderful One Hundred One, Near Automata. Oh. Yeah, Astral Chain. Uh, vanquish okay sure yeah so not not whatever i said what did i say devil may cry not them yeah but, yeah, but. yeah that's capcom but uh yes yes this is a <laughs> a renowned studio that makes some really good games with great action and it has a 41 on metacritic hey that's uh not great not quite bad great quite bad 41 um, and the user score is a 2.1 so people are just 
not liking this, huh? People really do not like this. Yeah, yes. everyone's just saying like it's boring, like uninteresting. The combat is like not flashy enough to like sustain play for a long time. Um, it does not look particularly good. Uh, it's not broken, but it's like not remarkable. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Babylon's Fall, <laughs> unfortunate. Yeah, it's especially uh, from Platinum. Yeah, no one in our uh, uh, fantasy uh, critic picked it up. No, I think that there was like a preview event for it. And everyone said it was horrible. <laughs> and, yeah, like two months <laughs> like, ago. People, please people don't do like, this. Mm. Yeah, so I imagine that that we all sort of stayed away. But yeah. I didn't play it. I'm not going to play it. I have no interest. Because uh, I, I didn't like have much interest in it when they were showing it off, I think, at the Game Awards. Um, even though like I like Platinum stuff. I mean, the, the combat in like, Nier Automata is like so good. It's like, yeah, really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, I, I it was not interested, and these reviews make me glad I didn't spend any money on it. Well, Vincent ZU nineteen eighty two loves it. Game of the year, ten out of ten is what they said. So, oh, thanks, Vincent ZU nineteen eighty two. Yep, yep, yep. Lord's work. Yep, yeah. So doing yeah. the Lord's work. Justin, let's talk about the state of play. How's that sound? Oh, let's do it. State, state, state of hey, hey, hey. Actually, it had some good stuff in there. I think so. So let me just read down the list of the things that. Um, they they showed off Exo Primal, Ghostwire Tokyo, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Forspoken, Gundam Evolution, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kalabunga Collection, Gigabash, Jojo Bizarre, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle, Trek to Yomi, Returnal Ascension DLC, The Dino Field Chronicle, uh, and Valkyrie Elysium. What uh, what caught your eye here? Um, I think. Out of all this stuff, the thing that I looked at and was like, mm, this might be something interesting, would be the Trek to Yomi. Yeah. No, uh, that's it, it looked it looked like it could potentially be a fun little side-scrolling, maybe beat-em-up-ish kind of game. Um, I, I know this is just, you know, maybe the aesthetic of it aside. It, it had the kind of like 2D scrolling Sifu kind of vibes for me. Sure, yeah. Um, but who knows what it's actually going to be. I mean, you know, just that little trailer didn't do much. Um, I think, to be honest, the thing that it did do for me, uh, this state of play, is it makes me realize that Ghostwire Tokyo just might not be my thing. It is odd, isn't it? Yeah. But that's kind of what you can expect from Tango Gameworks. Right, right. I am tentatively still excited for it. I didn't, okay, so I didn't love The Evil Within 1. I thought it was all right. Evil Within 2, no one played, and it's awesome. It takes all the great ideas from that game and just amplifies it. Plus, mm. I think that the enemy design, at least in Evil Within 1, uh, is pretty sweet. Yeah, and it, and it looks like it has some if of that else. kind of like like a mythical horror element to it, in a way. Um, well, you have uh, Shinji Mikami, yeah. who directed Resident Evil 4, uh, was the director of those games. I think is directing Ghostwire Tokyo. So, yeah. like, it makes sense why that would be awesome in that regard you know yeah yeah i think when i played evil within one i only played it for maybe like two hours Mm -hmm. i think it was like the thing that got me away from that game was the fact that they had these like really creepy moments but it was like interspliced with like fantastical elements in a way that just didn't work for me yes the main villain is nothing in that game like it's like stupid right right (laughs) and takes away from the scariness and it just doesn't feel like i don't know it didn't have like a cohesion to it that made me like 
Because Resident Evil, as goofy as that can be, you at least feel like they're committed to that world of what it is yes. the whole time. Yes, yes. The Evil Within 1, I didn't feel that. However, Ghostwire Tokyo, I think the way that they're going about this world makes me feel that they can be a little bit fantastical, creepy, and it makes sense because it's basically like all the dead stuff, the dead side of the world that that we're just not seeing. So yeah. I think playing up on that stuff would be pretty cool. Um, but I just don't know, like the moment to moment gameplay. I'm sure there's previews of this game or things or gameplay trailers of this game that I could watch. It just hasn't grabbed me at this point. Um, and this final kind of like story trailer didn't didn't grab my fancy. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, I'm still excited for it, but. I think everything you said is totally fair. Yeah. Um, Strange, Stranger Paradise. Man, man, that game. <laughs> I can't wait. I I thought it was going to... When, we, when it first got revealed at E3, I was like, yo, this is, like, bad. There's a certain type of, like, game that makes me, like, embarrassed... <laughs> You know what I mean? So like, like, I like video games, and this is like a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's the kind of thing, and I don't think that of all of the games people would like reference. I don't think (laughs) Stranger Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin (laughs) is going to be the one that people are like, you stand by this, right? But like, it is one of those games that if anyone was ever like, yo, what's up with that? I'd be like, I don't, I I can't, I can't defend that. There's no defense there. No, but like, that's just from that first trailer, which was like embarrassing. But like. Everything else I've seen about this game does make it look awesome and hilarious. Like, do you remember, I, I think in that second demo, <laughs> he pulls out his phone and starts playing Limp Biscuit and yep. walks away. And then, like, the next scene is just turns off the phone and then, like, back to the conversation they were yep. having. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I, I think they get it. And, like, uh, they had that one, uh, like, a clip. I guess this was from the demo of the characters meeting for the first time. Yeah. And it's basically, yep. like... Are you hunting chaos? I'm hunting chaos. We're all hunting chaos. Let's become best friends. Fist bump. Just like knuckle up, yeah. <laughs> like, like bump it all together. Right. Then, cool. That's how the party forms. Yeah. I hope that's how every like. I, I hope you can add more people to your party, and I hope that's how every single interaction goes. Like, yeah. are you hunting chaos? Yeah, I am. Bring it in. Bring it in, dude. Yes. Yeah, like, one more. One more. And eventually, there's like thirty hands around in a circle. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I've. I taking the funny nature of the game away, like how it's like the characters are all the chaos jokes, the limp biscuit, the best friend trio thing. When I go back to the, the gameplay that I play to this game, it's actually really fun. I like it a lot. Um, I think the combat system is unique enough that it does have like souls like roots, but I think it stands on its own as being much more of an actiony game. Uh, whereas, you know, Souls are still action games, but I think the the freedom at which you can uh, mix up your uh, build and load out middle, in the middle of a level, in the middle of a, a game, I think is really uh, interesting and fun. So I'm, I'm excited to play this game when it comes out. I don't know if I'll be a week one purchase because I'll probably be like right in the middle of my Elden Ring fix. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to go back to back kind of these games, but... Because I think it comes out on Friday. Yeah. And and so, like, I'm I'm trying to beat Elden Ring so that I can play this. Uh, I mean, this being made by Team Ninja, and they have, like, a really great track record of, like, games like this. And it makes sense if you're saying that it is kind of like um, uh, Dark Souls Z, because they made, they did Neo and Neo yeah. 2. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, and I mean, they did uh, the Ninja Gaiden series and, and stuff like that. They also did Metroid Other M, but we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, they did, you know, they did Hyrule Warriors too. Like, they, they are. Um, I think that they have a good track record. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it'll be. I, I'm saying this as someone who has drafted this in my fantasy game. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I truly hope. Or it'll be horrible. Friend. One of the two. One of the two. But I think that at a certain point, if it's so bad, it's good. Okay, 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 okay. I think if the mechanics suck, it's going to be reviewed poorly. But I think that if its story is like nonsensical and crazy yeah. and wacky in the way that it has been shown off, I, I do not think that that results in a bad game. Right, right. Um, And, you know, adding on top of that, they do have the, the latest demo that they announced during this. Uh, carries over your progress so yes if you're still not quite sure if you want this game or not at least get the demo see if you're you're drawn in at the beginning um i think my hope is at the very least i'll try to play that demo by our next podcast just to like kind of see um yeah. and uh other than that i i think it uh looks good looks good I'm, friends i'm ready for it yeah uh they also they delayed forespoken into mm. i think like october right yeah yep uh i'm not losing sleep over that I think Forspoken looks kind of cool, but at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to be the kind of game that like really grabs me. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, I mean, I'll play it when it comes out. Uh, I do like those open worldy games, but I yeah. do have to say the worst thing about it is like playing that, looking at that while I'm playing Horizon is just kind of yes. like, ah, okay, yeah, great. I get like so much dread every time I see these like ju- like oh it's got a huge world like no <laughs> please no. <laughs> um, yeah, so it goes. What else is on here? Uh, Did we talk about Returnal? Uh, no, we didn't. But so Returnal, the DLC is called Ascension. I think it's cool. It adds co-op and like a challenge tower mode. Kind of reminds me of. Um, Do you ever read the book uh, Annihilation? Mm-mm. Uh, there's also a movie for it, which is not a direct interpretation of the book, but same sort of idea. Uh, book is really good. And in it, they got these these women go into this. They're like scientists, women, and they go into this like alien tower. Uh, and the Returnal DLC sort of re- the the like challenge tower sort of reminds me of that. Even though in the book it's a t- it, like an underground tower, whatever. It's just the idea of like going to these different floors and fighting aliens is cool. Is an underground tower a tower or a basement? Now, Justin, that's a wonderful question. Thank and you. if you read Annihilation, they do bring that up where she's like, I don't like I don't know how to explain that it's a tower because it goes underground. Like it starts on the like ground level and goes down. So it's like a tunnel. But like she's like, I, I still envision it like it's a tower. Got it. Makes sense. Um, I don't know if this is actually going to bring me back in to play it more Returnal. No, because I- like the co-op thing, I think, is cool for anyone who's like struggling, you know, who like wants to play it, wants to see the end of the story. Um that's cool, but I don't need to do that because I did it, first of all. And then second of all, uh, like challenge maps are not really what I am looking for out of that game. You know, if I if I were to do like more DLC, if I were to dip back in, it would I would want it to be like a new area that has like maybe more of that story or something like that. But yeah, I mean, um, it, it goes back to um, the roots of oh shoot, brain fart here. What's the company? housemark housemark yeah it's going back to the roots of being very arcadey um and people said like well there's arcadey elements and elements similar to the other games in returnal yeah but it's still like 
ultimately around a story about you know progressing and trying to figure out the mystery but i think this one is just like ah screw it you're in this tower just keep playing till you get a higher score um yep and i also think the co-op thing too um do you think it's going to be easier or or more difficult to get your friend in than it is in elden ring easier <laughs> for sure easier you, uh, like, I, are I, you gonna I'm, need a guide for it maybe I imagine you just have to go back into your ship and there's like a setting to turn on and, mm. and they'll just show up. You not get um, a specific rune in a specific area by a specific uh, guy to... Well, as as like difficult as Returnal is and as, it is does have a lot of that like obtuse nature, like for sure, I think that they are... I would say that if I was Housemark, I would be very conscious of the fact that the obtuse nature of this game turned a lot of people away and the mm-hmm. fact that it was difficult to play, not but like the game, yes, the game is difficult, but the fact that it had like technical issues and the fact that it has like other issues in that regard, like I don't think that they would want to turn people away from playing it with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feel but, that. Yeah. I won't be dipping back in unless someone needs help. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm thinking I'm back um, <laughs> to return home. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Uh, was there anything else that sort of grabbed you? This Dino Field Chronicle thing makes me laugh because everyone was like thinking like, yo, is this Dino Crisis uh, like a Dino Crisis sequel? But wait, no, wait, it's wait. Just... Are, you ta- are you talking about Exo Primal or the Dio Field Chronicle? The I'm D- sorry. Yeah, Exo Primal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would love Dino uh, Crisis How dare you mess now. up those those very uh, weirdly titled uh, yeah, games? Yeah, yeah. Did did any of this the rest of this grab you? Are you a JoJo fan? I I, I don't I don't know what that anime is, but uh, no. is it what what's it about? Give me the give me the elevator pitch. Oh, never watched it. Cool. I just know that it's very popular. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Do you know that meme format that's like to be continued, and it's like a bass guitar like going crazy. Ding 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 ding. ding. No, no, okay. Uh, that's from JoJo's Bizarre got Adventure. Got it, got it. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure it's bizarre. I have to imagine. Yeah. The the art style of that game looked cool. I just don't yeah. know if it will be for me or mm-hmm. um anyone in my immediate circle like Archie. Um <laughs> the the last two games though, the the Dio Field Chronicle was like a it, it looked more like a traditional kind of strategy game. Um not strategy game, what do they call what do they call those games? Tactics. Point, yeah, tactics game. Um and uh Valkyrie Elysium looked like uh, a kind of like little third person beat 'em upper kind yep. of thing um i think those are both new announcements for this both by square correct yes i think they're trying to say to bury <laughs> babylon's fall yeah yeah oh by the way um tinfoil hat time um yep. sony's buying square you think so i mean no <laughs> but like that's my conspiracy theory i think because i'm going back to all the thing like what 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 would be a company that would make sense for another company to buy yeah um, and just what companies have a good partnership. And this state of play was like, okay, we got these new games coming out, but they're still like, they're highlighting Stranger of Paradise. Why? It, yeah, that's true. That's you know fair. what I mean? And then they have these two new games at the end here. Uh, do you know if those are uh, PlayStation 4, 5 PC exclusives, or are they... I don't know. So, I don't know. I That that would just be the little bit of the um, the the conspiracy theory theorist in me that potentially that would be the next domino to yeah. fall. And I mean with Forspoken too, like yeah. that's four games out of this thing that are like Square Enix presents, you know. Yeah. yeah. So um again, does Sony need to do this? I don't 
think so unless it makes sense business-wise, but it's not like that is necessarily like, oh, they need to buy Square Enix to be competitive with uh, Microsoft. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm curious, too, if it would make sense for Square, because if, if you are Square, like one of the headlines that has been like going around, you know, over the past few months or even years at this point, like is Square Enix is disappointed with the sales of this game. You know, whatever it was Rise of the Tomb Raider or whatever the last Tomb Raider game was. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Guardians of the Galaxy, Neo Twewi, um, uh, Avengers, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I don't think limiting the number of people who can buy their games is going to make Square happy. Right. Now you look at, okay, what's the through line with those? All of those except for uh, Neo The World Ends With You are developed by their Western studios. Maybe Neo Twewi was. I, well, no, that's more of like a jrpg so whatever what i'm trying to say is like those are their more like western studios so maybe there is just an exclusivity deal on like first party square games or something like that because which because i've already sort of had that with final fantasy um um um, you know seven remake and and they had an exclusivity with them for a real long time uh back like on the ps2 and stuff like that so it does make sense that they would be interested in doing something like that but i'd be curious to see what that means for their western studios who they seem to just be always disappointed (laughs) but and i mean like i i gotta say i'm a little shocked here uh looking at some of these games that are either like produced published or uh funded by um square enix like life is strange I didn't realize that was published yeah, by Square it is. Enix. Like, it is. like, um, it's quite, quite the 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 publisher. Like, without me even necessarily realizing all the games that it's coming out with, um, but may, maybe this is uh, just the fact that there are so many Square Enix games, not so much the fact that Sony's buying them or not. But hey, that's just yeah. my tinfoil hat theory after this direct. No, that makes sense. Dead Space remake brought to you by ea motive is um they did a like a developer update live stream sort of thing it was mostly about audio if i'm correct yes which is important because audio in dead space is important as a as a diehard dead space fan um as a a dead hard dead hard dead hard space space dead fan needle in your eye fan yes (laughs) whatever you said i agree (laughs) (laughs) um yeah audio is like super important and i think especially like i don't know if this is true but my read on the dead space fandom is that a lot of people think dead space 2 is the best one uh and that game is awesome because like the audio stuff has like isaac's going crazy in that game and so you've got like a bunch of like whispers going behind you and like you're playing it on like uh with like headphones you can like hear a lot of stuff i can't actually hear what you're saying because discord i imagine like tries to like cut out small sounds but we'll i imagine be whispering hopefully hopefully just uh, no i was just like doing the the, the standard like, like, yeah, 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 yeah um but yeah no uh that makes sense it, it is a good sign that they are focusing on audio especially some of the stuff that they they showcase were like um the audio systems with breathing and heart rate and stuff we talked i think way back in the day about last of us 2 and how every single thing that had a beating heart like in the game uh, uh, reacted differently depending on what its heart rate was. So, you know, if you were running a bunch, uh, uh, if you were running a bunch, you know, Ellie's breathing really heavy, or if there's an enemy who's like trying to get the drop on you, their heart rate is really low. So they're breathing really light and stuff like that, uh, which I think is really cool. And the way that dead space is doing this is it is giving Isaac like a heartbeat, but that is going to change 
how like his dialogue is spoken. So if he's been running a bunch, he's going to speak and he might be a little out of breath. Um, or if he was hit by something, um, he's going to kind of wince around a little bit, which I think is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And I think like these little touches in games, they're those things that you don't necessarily notice to begin with. But mm-hmm. like when you really start digging into a game and what makes a, a game great, it's that these things were all thought about. Like th- this fine attention to detail, I think, is what makes a game from being average to amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that they had a 50 minute presentation um, about just the audio in the game. Uh, really to just kind of announce and talk about like what it's going to be like, what this, these cool new systems are going to be, means that this is really their focus at EA. And I'm sure it's like even probably like a, a, a using a known property to like test out some of their audio uh, innovations that hopefully we'll see stuff like this in more EA games to come that is yeah. high quality stuff. So I'm, I'm excited. And I, this whole time with this Dead Space remake, I have been like, trepidatiously excited for it where it's like i don't i don't love ea (laughs) and i don't trust them to make great games necessarily but everything i've seen about this particular game has been like okay that's kind of cool that's kind of sweet and this is one of those this is definitely one of those things um also i I don't know if this was known beforehand or not uh delayed into 2023 yeah, I think they, early twenty twenty three. I think they announced it, and then they had the audio thing later, the deep dive into it. Yeah, um, that's which fine. Seems to be part of the court. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need something else um, in this year because uh, already there's enough. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, and video games today. There's a lot of good games in this year already. I still haven't yeah. beaten Sifu. Good luck, my friend. Nah, I don't know if at this point my skills. I was gonna have, say, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Uh, Amazon in talks to create a God of War TV series. Uh, that makes sense to me. It seems like Sony is interested in branching out in a few different places uh, to make series and movies and adaptations of its biggest IPs. Uh, it makes sense to me that it seems like God of War would be a series, whereas something like Uncharted would be a movie. Um it's interesting that they are going to so many different platforms. You know, the last of us shows on HBO. Um, this is going to be on, on Amazon. I'm trying to remember is Peacock doing their, um, twisted metal show. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> With uh, Anthony so yeah. Mackie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. So yeah, I, I don't, um, I think this is fine. Who would you get to play Kratos? Who would you suggest? Um, john cena i'm just yeah, saying that i just finished watching peacemaker by the way have you watched peacemaker no is it good uh e- hard hmm. sell hmm. interesting I, okay like i i jokingly said john cena just because i've been looking at a picture of, of kratos shirtless um and i'm like well that guy's a, that's a meaty man um but uh my least favorite part about peacemaker was john cena's character oh interesting yeah it's just, it's just he played like that lovable idiot who is maybe maybe semi a little bit of a scumbag but like is just too uh dumb to realize it yeah yeah but. what about like uh idris elba if he got like yoked <laughs> i mean I, I could see that uh that'd be pretty good uh who, who would play atreus 
Um, who's that? Who's that? Uh, the Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael Sarah. Oh uh, my God. Hey, 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 dad, 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 um, dad, dad. That was probably the worst Michael Sarah impersonation ever. But that's no, all good. It's all good. He had a kid. He had You're a kidding me. child. Wasn't that the plot of Juno? Wait, actually, yeah. Gino's, <laughs> this is true. Juno's, in my opinion, one of the best movies ever made. I mean, I, I, I don't think you're uh, alone in that that statement. I think, I think there's definitely an yeah. audience of people who would who would argue strongly that that's the case, and I don't think they're wrong. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't like say that's my favorite movie, but I think you could easily make an argument for why that's a great movie. Yeah. You stick with the cast of Juno, freaking J.K. Simmons, as as Kratos. Oh my God! Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that'd be good, but it would be interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, um, the Rock seems like he could be good. Yeah, maybe. I mean, just you just need a big dude. Um, because because I also don't imagine like I haven't played it, but it's my understanding like Kratos is not an emotional person. Yeah. So and the the heart of the story comes from like everything around him. So if it were to not like if you're to have an actor who like maybe doesn't have the best acting chops, but is at least like able to convey rage and grief. Like that seems like you're probably OK, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're like this is just like asking for a, a like former professional wrestler, maybe not like the most known of them at this point, but like just someone who's like big. I mean, just I mean, Hulk Hogan. Oh, no, please. No. <laughs> Um, uh, what's I, who plays Batista? De Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like someone like him. I mean, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I didn't really know. I didn't know Dave Batista until you know, he put on the the tribal scars, tattoos. What about what about um? Who's the guy? Oh, weirdly enough, also in Marvel, uh, in Iron Man Two, um, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah, where's my bird? Where's my like boy? A, He's like he's got an act. He's like it's me, my boy. Didn't he, didn't he win an Oscar, Mickey? Yeah, Rourke? yeah, for the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. It's like he could. He, he's got the chops. He's an actor. He's an actor, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect the Kratos character to win an Oscar. Um, for maybe the, who knows? Yeah, maybe he's just the brooding well, kind of character. I, it's probably hard to win an Oscar on a TV show, but <laughs> for a TV show, ah, but, yes, 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 yes. You're yeah. right, 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 right. right. Well, the yeah. eventual spin-off movie. That's true. That's um, I true. just typed in uh, actors who should play Kratos online, and there's an image of um, uh, what is his name? Um, Chris Gerard Pratt. Butler. Oh, Gerard Butler could yeah. do could do it okay. Yeah, he, he might have to like he might refuse to work out to the level of three hundred again, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh, he would be really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm typing in uh, Gerard Butler 2022 shirtless. That guy, not... by the way, those, um, oh. those, you ever hear about like the workouts they had to do for 300? No. What do they do? Just uh, punch I, I each mean, other? It, it, I, it's my understanding they would do like, it, they had a workout called the 300 workout where by the end you would have done 300 like reps. Mm. Uh, whether it's 300, you know, like you do a combination of like push-ups, sit-ups, mm. like. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. by the time you're done, it's like 300. Um, anyway, seems like a Kratos. lot. I don't know. I, this is fine. I'm sure. Like, there's nothing about this yet other than it is happening. 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if this is the one to to like make a show out of. I see The Last of Us. I see that working out well. Yeah. And as much as I love God of War twenty eighteen, I just don't know with such a CG heavy requirement to having a world like in God of War twenty eighteen. I just don't know if I'll be able to buy that or enjoy it the same way. Yeah, because you got to be careful with that. Because like I watched The Witcher, mm-hmm. um, and that show has a blend of like practical effects and uh, like digital ones. And the practical ones don't always look. I mean, you know, you buy in because it's a TV show, but it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then the digital ones massively do not look good. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, you you hope that they were, would like think about that before doing it, but you know, we'll see. Uh, Elden Ring is at the top of the sales charts again, beating out games like Horizon Forbidden West, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, GTA Five, all well, sorts of stuff. So, it not only is it was the best in February after only being there for like two or three days, it's the best selling game of 2022 so far. Yes, it is. Um, which is, I mean, there have been a lot of big games that came out. Like I said, like a Pokemon, Pokemon game, a Pokemon game. It outsold Horizon, a Pokemon game. Yes, right, which like, is kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was taken uh it was overtaken by Gran Turismo 7 in the UK which uh is i don't know anything about the popularity of these games so perhaps that is like ex- to be expected but also yo Elden Ring's quite popular yeah right? um so uh the uh gamesindustry.biz article about uh Gran Turismo 7 overtakes Elden Ring to take pole position in the UK box chart by Christopher Dring basically talks about how the Gran Turismo 7 sales were not as good as the GT Sport uh, release that came out in 2017. But even with it selling less than GT Sport did, it still outsold Elden Ring um, this past week. Um, which, you know, Elden Ring's been out for, what, three weeks at this point? Two two weeks? Third week? Through, through, this is week three. So it's it's third week it lost the to Gran Turismo. But again, I think this is like one of those perfect examples of Gran Turismo, not my kind of game, but it's still a highly popular game to a lot of different people. Um so I think uh Sony's happy with themselves. Yeah, I can't imagine that they are terribly disappointed with all of that. Justin Makovich open yeah, world me. game. Sorry, open yes, world. I was specific. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. specific. So I was like, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> It's like when the teacher you're tr- calls on you're you and in you're trouble. not ready. You're yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Let's talk about open world games. I think you can talk about that unprompted. Um, IGN recently released a list of the top picks of the best open world games ever made. They, they have 10. Ooh. Uh, and so, yeah, this isn't done by anyone like specific. This is just like uploaded by IGN staff. Cause I, so. Yeah, because I think IGN, like the they have their uh, their uh, sit down, roll up sleeve, fight out, knock them down meetings when they have like people like talk about this and uh, advocate for their favorite games um, whenever yes. they come up with a top 10 list. And this is just a, this is people's opinions at IGN. Yeah. That's yeah. what they thought. This isn't definitive. We, like we're going to make our own. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to tell, we're going to tell the internet that uh, IGN was wrong in like five minutes, but like, let's see what well, they did first. I mean, like, let's say this. Wonderful opinions here. You I respect what? Yeah, I the respect, list that they made. I respect their opinions. And I don't think they're entirely wrong. With no, all, they, with they're, their they're in the ballpark, you know? Yeah, yeah. So let's read their list here. Number 10. 
Marvel's Spider-Man Mora- <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Miles Morales Morales's big adventure. Yeah. Um so they don't have the original Spider-Man, just the Miles Morales as number 10. Do you do you agree with that call? Um I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like I'm thinking about it like uh huh. When I think about the original Spider-Man the Insomniac one. It is very clearly New York City, mm. at least to my understanding, as I've never been. But it doesn't have like a lot of personality and character to it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Whereas Miles Morales has that same map, but you said it during like Christmas time, the holidays. Uh, and I think uh, has a little bit more. I think it has a little bit more character to it Mm -hmm. because uh, I mean, I think Miles is a little bit more of an involved person in those communities. You know what I mean? With, Mm -hmm. with um, his mom and, and like everything else that happens in that story. So maybe like, I I, like I've played a lot of video games where you just fuck around in a city, but Miles Morales, because it does commit to that winter theme, I think, does it uniquely i think yeah i think i think just on the the hashtag filter alone i think playing in new york city around christmas time makes it more interesting just to like see that kind of like snowy world yeah because you never see that right i mean you like very there are very few like straight up christmas games right i think like dead rising four maybe yeah die hard Um, that's everyone's favorite christmas game game yeah um <laughs> when the saints still christmas i think saints row 3 dlc hey speaking um, of speaking of good uh christmas uh game movies uh harold and kumar uh the christmas one it's okay, really good seen it's it, like but... it's really good i'm gonna i'm gonna stand on a hill and say that that is a worthy uh conversation for one of the best christmas movies of all time okay sure so yeah i agree i would say marvel spider-man miles morales does deserve to be on there um it's, it's just, over over the first game. Yeah, and I think the some of the stuff they do with like the uh like getting side quests on your phone and that app yeah. just makes it a little bit more accessible. And ultimately, I think Spider-Man deserves to be on this because just that world is just so fun to swing around in. And that's the thing, right? It is a open world game that makes really good use out of it being set in an open world. Yeah. And there's fast travel in it, but like the most useless <laughs> like you don't system. need to yeah the only reason to do it is to see cuz it's fun it's funny to see Spider-Man sitting on the subway while yeah. it loads yeah you know yeah but um yeah no the the swinging is is so cool and even though maybe its story doesn't always take great advantage of it being open um i i still think that just getting around that world is really yeah. cool it's fun time fun time number 9 Horizon Forbidden West uh what do you think i mean it's 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 got a very pretty open world i i i'm impressed with it enough because uh impressed with it enough because it really does feel like the the game is it segments you in a way that it doesn't feel overwhelming when it's just like go anywhere because they do do a good job of like blocking off certain areas until you get to parts of the story like yeah. oh now i can use this boat to get to this island or um i have to go up this like hill area and, and up this elevator to get in this place um so i think they do a good job of like 
breaking it up and like each of these areas is so vastly different from each other like you have forest snow uh sand all in one like little kind of area that kind of makes sense because of how they like you know break things off um and i also think like the actual like ta- the the things that you do in the world are so different from each other like the tall necks for example mm-hmm. every tall neck is more yeah. than just climbing to yes. the highest thing and solving it that way. Each tall neck is its own little environmental puzzle about like, all right, I got to do this thing for this one, this thing for that one. So they're all different from each other. Um, and I'm really enjoying that. And they have the other one. They have the old world ruins that they have in there. Yeah. Um, and there's like this one where you have to basically stack two boxes on top of each other by like putting one on the ground and then like pulling one on top of it. So there's another one that comes later. And I try to do the same thing. And Aloy's like, I don't think I need to stack the boxes for this one. And I was like, oh, she gets it. <laughs> she gets yeah. it. Um, so I think there's definitely, it's fun to kind of like just go from place to place. Um, it's a lot more filled than I would say something like an Assassin's Creed world is, um, with varied things to do. Um, and I think there is all, there are always worthwhile diversions in that world. Mm -hmm. Is it one of the best of all time? It's, it's hard to say, but I'm enjoying it so far. And I definitely think it's better than the first one. I was going to say it's for sure better than the first one. And then also, I think that in terms of like being a gorgeous open world, like, Ooh, damn, it is pretty. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, in terms of, are we? Ta- is this best open world games or best open worlds? Oh, open best world open games. World. Yeah, yeah. Because like then, when it comes to like the game part of it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I also understand. Like, I do like the the monster fighting stuff, like yeah. the shooting pieces off of them and stuff like that. I think that is a cool mechanic. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that. It can it can stick around. It can, it can, I would probably put Spider Man higher than Horizon, but uh, I don't know if that's exactly how we're doing this. But up next, number eight is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I've never played it, so I'm going to look directly to you, Justin. Uh, it's like a not a traditional kind of open world. It's not like you get the whole map and you can go anywhere on the map necessarily. You get dropped in at certain points of the map, and you have like kind of like open sandboxy areas to complete things in. And I think the thing that's fun about this is that it is the definition of a sandbox game because it's like how you go about a level or an encounter is so open. And it's one of the few games that you feel like if you go in like guns blazing and you decide to like pull out and like do stealth, you can do it and it doesn't like punish you for doing it. Oh, cool. It's just such a, a fun little experimental game. I think the engine is beautiful. The world is beautiful. Um, the, you know, uh, that, that is just such an interesting game. I wouldn't put it necessarily in my top 10 probably. Um, but like, it's just fun to be in that world. I would suggest if you ever have a little bit of time just to kind of start playing through that game, not the whole thing. I wouldn't say do it, but it's definitely like one of those games. And with, with the first hour and a half, that's the most Kojima ass Kojima part (laughs) of the game. Don't you, don't you like, build a custom character yeah and then like their face gets burned off <laughs> yeah yeah basically um and there's also like uh, a giant uh flaming whale that gets thrown at you mm. in the first like hour a bt Bwah! right um, that was my inception 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 <laughs> my inception, inception sound yeah uh my isn't it, it horn it's yeah beached things right like i'm not okay nope. i just nope. want to make sure that you knew what i was talking about otherwise if we moved on i would have looked like an idiot oh yeah and it's also um, kojima kojima you know 
Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say Sam Fisher. Uh, Sam Bridges is mm-hmm. um, uh, Solid Snake confirmed on this podcast. Is he? No. No. It, uh, so I was like, <laughs> isn't that Kiefer Sutherland? Am I making that up? Well, in Fan of Pain, it is. Yeah, controversially, but there's a reason for that. Maybe sort of. I don't know. Lore. Okay. I, can I say something? The fact that there, you were like controversially and then you're like maybe <laughs> it's like insane and i'm so curious what that means but i understand that there's no way that we could talk about all of it in the next <laughs> it doesn't 20 make any minutes sense. it doesn't make, make yes any sense uh, but um, i'll be interested to hear about that at like, a certain point oh yeah i just i i don't even want to get into the the weeds of how messed up some of the metal gear story is uh for many yeah. reasons um like yeah no it's, it's messed up <laughs> <laughs> okay now uh, number seven on here they have is skyrim uh, I love Skyrim. I think that when you look at open world games, this game shows its age, but I think it like aged well. Do you know what I mean? Like, like with the amount of re-releases and everything it has, like it is very easy to play this game and go, oh, this came out in 2011 for sure. But it is also like that that isn't the kind of thing that is necessarily a huge knock against it in terms of like where open world games have come and like how design has like changed since then um because i think it still has a lot of i think well it, it was so influential that a lot of games sort of built themselves around being like oh well we got to be skyrim yeah you know yeah and i think um, the cool thing about the open world of skyrim is how it really is a game that you can just go into a random cave and then be thrown into a dungeon that's really this massive dungeon that you weren't even expecting to be this massive dungeon all by just going in a random cave. Yeah, it's actually interesting. I am having some Skyrim flashbacks with Elden Ring because there's like a lot of cave dungeons that are similar to that. The one problem is like the, the reason why I say like I get these flashbacks is because with Skyrim, one cave looks like every cave. Yeah. By and large. Um, and Elden Ring is doing that too. One of these caves looks like every, every one of these yeah, other yeah. caves, which I like. I understand, like at a certain point, like you're just gonna have to reuse assets and whatever. But um, y- to your point, 100. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens that, like, I think the game is actually perfectly fine with. If you miss, you miss. But if you find, it's like this cool little secret. And I just like the the ability to like play so many different builds and characters and do so many different things that I mean it is really a world that you could just get lost in doing stuff yes. and it is like filled to the brim with just interesting stuff like even like a house and I know this is like the stereotypical thing about like they just leave items and things in there there's a story in that one house even if there's mm-hmm. not like a quest associated with that house yeah um like why do they like apples so much I don't know if that's a thing but like you know I, I know what you mean there are stories to be told. Yes, and while it, again it is over ten years old, it is still like so influential and still like a really good game. And I know that there are people out there that like Skyrim was never good, and I think that just happens when anytime you get something like popular. Um, but like, I don't know. I still think it kicks ass. I know this is not like on the list, but there's uh, I played Morrowind was like one of my mm-hmm, like when that came out. I love that game, and I just felt like. You had the possibilities to do anything in that game. Um, I had like, like whenever I'd start that game, I started it like thousands of times and I'd always start a different way, but I'd all like with a different character. Yeah. But I'd always like do the same thing where I'd, I'd uh, go to that uh, second town, take the silt strider there. And I'd steal like this really good armor set from like the watchtower and be wearing the guards armor. I'd like do the same thing every time. But like that world was so big and so mysterious and like, 
as like you know a, a, a an emerging gamer at that point um i just think about how cool that world was too and i think skyrim just is a better version of what morrowind was trying to do Obviously. I like that there's that one guy, it's like a wizard who's like testing out a spell, like a jumping spell. Um, yeah. And like, he co- like you're just like walking through like a field and then just a guy goes, ah, yeah. bam, and like he falls out of the sky and you like find a note that's like, I'm testing the jumping spell. I hope it works out. And yeah. then there's like another spell that you can use and you can use it and just kill yourself that way. Yeah, it, it's um, fun. It, it's, I mean, little things like that that just really like make like that attention to detail is something that I think um, Bethesda is better than many other other yeah. uh, developers out there, which is why Starfield might be a great game. I'm really excited. Cautiously I love, optimistic. No, I love I love Bethesda games. I love Bethesda games, which is why number six, Fallout New Vegas, for me, uh, actually doesn't feel right. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like Fallout. Unfortunately, I love uh, Elder Scrolls. I love Oblivion and Morrowind and Skyrim, and I have not touched the other two. Well, I played like Daggerfall a little bit, um, but uh, I have no love in my heart for Fallout New Vegas. Have you Do played you? New? Have you played New Vegas? I've played three New Vegas, four, and the fucking RP MMO. Oh. And I like. Don't I almost like called them. it Fallout sixty nine, but uh, seven off seventy six. Seventy nine ninety six. Seventy six. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, did they call it ninety six? <laughs> um, um, I, yeah. I played a little bit of Fallout New Vegas. I just didn't. It just seems like a lot of people think that that is the best one. I really personally enjoyed uh, Fallout five. Um, if you're asking four. me, like, which four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Fallout Five. five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oops, uh, broke NDA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the secret is going to drop on next Wednesday. Yeah, get ready. Get no ready. No one hopefully. knows about it. J- just yeah. me and you. Um, I I love Fallout Four a lot. Uh, I I know that there are some complaints with it, but I feel like in terms of that being a game, you could just wander in a direction and find something cool, whether it's a vault or um a little house with a quest in it or whatever it is. Um, I just, I just really do enjoy the fallout games. Um, Vegas. I, I never got into that one as much. And it was really funny because in looking at this list, I saw like a trailer of fallout new Vegas and I was saying it looks like an old ass game. Like yeah. it just looks unplayable at this point. Um, but uh, I, I love fallout games personally. Uh, as someone who doesn't like fallout games, fallout new Vegas is my favorite. Cause I think the setting is cool. Uh, but like, I don't know if any Fallout game belongs on this list. If Skyrim is here, it's a similar tone, yeah, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, I think the thing that makes Fallout different for me than like a Skyrim is the. I hate to say this, but like the more like combaty focused nature of the games and how it is a little bit more like base clearing out than I would say Skyrim is for a lot of these things. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is there. They are pretty similar with their tones. Yeah, no, I, um, I don't know. I would, I would not put this on, on here. I would put something else, but so it goes. Number five, Elden Ring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a really good open world game. Um, it, uh, denounces a lot of the open world tropes that's, that's, are very common in AAA, and I think it does that in a way that isn't like, like showy. Maybe is the wrong word. It's it's not like 
it is perfectly fine with you playing those types of games, but Elden Ring is like, but I'll always be here. You know? Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And and we're also thinking about like what Souls games can be. Um, I forget if you were advocating or not before about them being open world games or not, but I mean, they really are kind of you can run wherever you want. Yeah, like, and like, and like, if you're dodging, in, you can get through. And like, in Dark Souls One, you can go anywhere once you get past that opening thing. You can go to the last area if you want, yeah. but like, not the last good luck. area. Yeah, good luck. Like Those it's, catacombs, good luck. Ooh, I know that's where one of the bells is, but like, that's like an impossible thing to do at the beginning. And they do give you that like openness to it, but I do think like the way Elden Ring goes about its open world is just much more open in a way that seems to really fit well with what from software likes to do. Well, and it is like captures the spirit of adventure that open world games want to capture like extremely well. You start the game and then you fight like the first boss. Once you like get through the tutorial boss and like all that kills you instantly. And then you go to the castle. I I missed this um, when I was doing it, but uh, (laughs) it turns out you go to the castle and you get your teeth knocked in and then it just goes, you go out, have fun, go do something else and then come back. Yeah. Like that's cool. And I think that that works. And I think that that is a, is the way to do it. Whereas I think not, not to disparage us, not to say that this is wrong or bad necessarily. It's just different, but you look at a game like Assassin's Creed would have you fight that first boss in like a, you know, like a cinematic moment, you'd get to the castle and then someone would say, you know what? It's probably too high level for you. How about you go here, here and here and you can do some training by, by completing these quests. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, that's not like an open world game. That's just a linear game that's set in a nice, you know, environment. Whereas Elden Ring is like, go explore, go have fun. Yeah. So I think it's cool. Red Dead Redemption 2. Didn't play it. Let me know. Game number four. Let me tell you, yeah. uh, I love this game. And I, this is one of the few games that the more I think back on, the more fonder I am of it. And I don't think my fondness is like misplaced or I'm not looking at it like with rose colored eyes. Um, I, I can see why this game might not be the most accessible game for people to play because it is so methodical. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, it's not a game that if you want to get through quickly, you're going to have fun with because it's very like take your horse to, to you know, this side of the map. It's going to take you 20 minutes, but do it. Yeah. And the amount of things you can do in this game is awesome. The world itself, you can just get lost in this world and it's not one of those worlds that's filled with a thousand different icons, but there are icons there. There are a ton of things to do. Uh, it just feels like every inch of this game has been designed by hand, crafted in a way that is just so engaging and so, uh, I've said this before, but like an intentional world. And it's just mm-hmm. so cool to just be a part of it. And if you want to one day just decide, you know what, I'm just going to go hunting for some wild animals today. There are all these mechanics around just hunting. If you yeah. want to be like, I'm just going to, you know, kind of like go to this town and walk around. They have all these missions in the game that have no like official quest dialogue. Like there's the New Orleans town and you get all these like rumors uh, when you're just talking to people on the street about uh, this vampire that's been like sucking blood uh, in, in uh, like killing people in this town. And eventually you can, if you follow like what people are saying, not a quest, you run into this vampire. And like 
all these like little hidden things that just make the world feel so lived in. Uh, there's this other one where um, you're like walking outside the swamp house and the, the, these two people say, hey, come on in, come on in. Um, and then if you come in, they basically drug you, take all your stuff and throw you in a pit. Um, oh. like, like you've, like, they're going to kill you and you're dead and they just didn't do a good job of it. And you have to go back and like kill them and take your, get your stuff back. Not a mission, just a random thing that just happens. Yeah. And they do a lot of good stuff too. Like if you're going from, uh, two towns, they'll occasionally have like, uh, a, a random event happen at the side of the road. It could be someone being like, Hey, can you give me some money? I'm blind and I need some money. And I, can you give me some, or it could be a random raid or random this thing. And they have all these stuff that it just make it feel so lived in that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. The playing through this game was just such a good time because, for the first time that I can remember, I just got lost in this world. Um, and I love this game so much. Well, dang. Yeah. Well, dang. So then I, that sounds like it should be on here. Yeah. Oh, I, um, yeah. I, I, and, I would even argue it for it to be a little higher. And four. to my understanding, like, yeah, like, again, I've not played it, but like people love this because it is so detailed and, and Rockstar does a good job with detailing the games. But yep. uh, number three is GTA five. Again, not played it. You have though, yeah. Yeah, I, I played. Uh, I haven't played GTA Online, but I played through the single player. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, it you know I could say a lot of the same things about Red Dead as GTA. I feel like Red Dead is obviously better in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think like GTA GTA Five, the selling point is that that's an open world that is literally do whatever you want in it because of all the mods and all the yeah, random yeah. stuff like that is it's almost like a minecraft ish kind of open world that you can do whatever you want in it um so i think that might give you give people the the edge over grand theft auto 5 but again it's a, it's a rockstar open world game there is some jank with the characters and how they move and how they shoot and how they do all this kind of stuff but you can do it's it. almost 10 years old right <laughs> uh, yeah. speak, speaking of which uh i actually bought um the ps5 version oh, of yeah? it um it's only ten dollars by the way oh that's actually not bad right so if you buy the ps5 uh, version it's ten dollars to get right now it's not even an upgrade i mean i have this for i think everything now i have it for uh ps3 ps4 pc and yeah. now ps5 okay. um and uh i think the only one i actually paid for uh like full price was the one for the ps3 like the, and mm-hmm. then the ten dollars for this one that was it um but yeah i bought that and right now uh if you have ps plus you can get online for free for the next three months oh, and cool. i think if you download it now you have it free forever but it will cost you money after the first three months i think to download gotcha. that so just hit gotcha. download like you do with ps plus games but um yeah i'm excited to kind of jump into that maybe try out some of the online stuff dang dang um in, in my opinion if I were had to say, it seems like Red Dead Redemption Two is a better open world game. GTA Five is a better sandbox. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would assume so. Yeah, because I mean, they do have the Red Dead Online that people like yeah. play and do all that kind of stuff in it. But you, you don't it's get a like bit different. The, yeah, I, I think GTA Five like it's open sandbox. You can do whatever you want. Uh, explore the. I mean, it's just, it just is more of an open, open game. Yeah, than Red yeah. Dead, which I think is such a fun world to be a part of and live in that world, not like a random one with people driving on uh, elaborate tracks in the middle of the sky and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, you've played a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I've played probably 15 hours. Could not do it. Couldn't do it. 
Watch the show. Just wrapped up watching season two of the show, like last week. Show's pretty good. Henry Cavill, real good in that show. Yeah, yeah. He's real awesome. good. He's he's the best part of that show. Yeah, he's one of the celebrities I want to challenge to arm wrestling. I want to have a whole YouTube series, Why? by the way. Just bam! But like, yeah, just having the most like ridiculous like celebrities to like challenge in arm wrestling and just see how quick they just take me down. You know, that's actually kind of funny. That would actually be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So him, The Rock. Who else? Uh, John know, Cena. It wouldn't even have to be people that large. I'm sure, like you know, Paul Rudd. Would, would would take me down pretty easily. Yeah, he seems well. I mean, he got super fit for Ant Man. Yeah. Oh, oh, but you know the season finale for season one. It'd be me and Michael Sarah. That would be like an actual. That that'd be competitive, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would actually probably would. <laughs> I haven't seen what he's been up to, but I have to imagine. What if, what if, what if, he what if he's like been training ripped. for like uh, the next Marvel movie and he's all buff and yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> or like he's doing Lego Batman too. And didn't understand that, like, you know, you don't have to, you're not in the... No, no, I'm going I'm 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 to work out. I'm going I'm to do some crunches. <laughs> um, Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. You've played a lot of it. I don't love it. I don't know if it's a good open world game or not, though. It's deep, but yeah, deep in the way that, like, to me, homework is deep. Yeah. Like, because there's I, a lot of it. Yeah, I, it leans a lot more towards, like, when I think of this, I think of this along the lines of more of, like, the Horizon open world, the more of the um, Assassin's Creed, the recent Assassin's Creed open worlds, how, like, it is so open. There are so many icons on the map. There are so many things to do. Um, I just think my problem with The Witcher is that everything just starts to feel similar after a while, no matter what you do, no matter what missions you do, no matter where you explore. Um it's a good game. It's just, to me, it's not an elite game. And yeah. I know that might be sacrilegious to some people because it's some people's favorite game. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't think I can live in that world because I'm not Geralt and I don't feel like that's my world. Yeah. No, but. that makes sense. I uh, I wouldn't put it on here, but that's just my personal taste. So, number one, we all saw this coming. Legends of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's pretty pretty obvious, and I think I I was trying to think about like why, and I know people say like oh it's really not a ten out of ten Nintendo tax, and I'm like no it really is because it's pretty good. That's one of the few games that like wherever you go, there's within, something to do. And there's something to do. Whether it is a shrine, whether it is a puzzle, whether it is a random move a rock here to do this, like wherever you look in whatever direction you could do, you don't walk too far until you find something to do that you can do. Yep. Um, no, I agree. And like. They they have, like, quest markers that you have to follow, but it's still like, all right, there's this big bird floating in the sky. How are you going to get there? Right. It is, it is like, or or even w- without, like, the quest marker stuff, like, yo, check it out. Real long dragon. And you're like, what do I do? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, oh, you need me to tell you what to do? Okay, fine. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that 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 is one of the few games, and maybe Elden Ring would would be along the same lines, where mm-hmm. like you just look at a place and go there, and then yeah. you find you make your own magic as on your way. Um, and uh, I I really do just enjoy that game for so many reasons, and I'm stoked about the the sequel and what that could be like. But I really do think it's a masterclass of open world video games, exploring the freedom you have to do kind of whatever you want accomplish it however you want and there are some just so damn clever with um not only like a lot of the puzzles you have to solve but the the weapons the it just it's it's a great game i love it i agree i agree so that's ign's list uh 
what was missed for you? Um, I think Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I was going to say, Ghost of Tsushima is a pretty damn good open world game. Yeah, and I think the, you know, I'm trying to, in my head I keep saying, does Assassin's Creed belong on this list? I was wondering if you think any of the Assassin's Creed games should come in. And then I and and this is something I've been like fighting with in my head as I've been playing Horizon Forbidden West. I'm like, why do I like this game so much better than Assassin's Creed? Like, what is like? Because to me, it's not close between those two games. Um, mm -hmm. Specifically, if we're just looking at the last one that came out, um, uh, Valhalla, right? Yeah. I think the reason why I like Horizon so much better is because like the combat is just fun. Yeah, the combat in those Assassin's Creed games got flighty. It's good. It's, like, it's fine. But, but it's, it's just not like, like nothing special. Engaging, there, yeah. There's that point when you are playing uh, an Assassin's Creed game that you feel like you are out-leveled or better than everything else. Yeah. Or you have to, like, you can't go forward on your main quest because you're, you, the next main quest is, like, way over-leveled for what you are. And I get Horizon has that level gating to a point, but I never feel like I'm, like, prevented from progressing even if i'm doing something that i'm under leveled for right um and i just think there, there's so much more to do in horizon and you're adding on top of it that the side quests the stories are great the characters that you meet um i think there's some missed opportunities in horizon forbidden west about how to really like like why isn't there a companion system do you think that would be make it better i think so i, I think it would would, would they have the system in there for it. Like you have these That's other true. characters yeah. already. Like that with you. you have a base that you go to and you like talk to them like yeah, very like you're Mass right, Effect actually. style. Like, hey, yeah. uh, uh, Aaron, why don't you come on, on this trip with me? Use your big old hammer um, with your electric powers if that's what you have to like help me on this mission. Or, mm -hmm. hey, you, you're good with machines. Uh, you can like help me like like do these machines. I can put you over here to distract this machine. Or, um, I don't know. Like, I think, I, I think you're, you're right. Yeah. That that might not help my argument with why it's better than Assassin's Creed, but um, I I just think there it's such a a more rich world than Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed feels like we have this big map, we put some bases on here. Here you go. Horizon, I feel like we got these like things that we have here that we're going to connect with an open world. Um, and I just think it's just so much. I don't know. I I have so much more fun in Horizon than I do in any of the Assassin's Creed open worlds. I don't know if um. I, I think that you're right. I don't know if any of the recent Assassin's Creed games belong on this list, but I think maybe Assassin's Creed 4 might. It does a lot of cool stuff with those pirate ships. Um, I, I think it's been a long time since I've played that one, so I could be wrong, but uh, I enjoyed that game a lot. Um, additionally, I think Assassin's Creed 2 is uh, kind of made the template for a lot of these third-person uh, uh open world game so i don't know if like influential and best like i don't know if those are the exact same thing and so maybe it's not maybe that's for a different list but i think that you could make the case that assassin's creed 2 could be on here um again haven't played it in a really long time so it's probably not as good as i remember but uh there's a lot to that game that i think is kind of cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. um i don't i'm not a you i'm not a huge ubisoft fan i know you like far cry more than i do uh, and, and it seems like you probably like the recent Assassin's, Cre Assassin's Creed's more than I do. Um, well, actually, maybe not with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
Uh, it's not that I didn't like it. I think my quest to platinum really killed me with that game. Yeah, okay. Um, and I do feel like that game, uh, the the story itself wasn't good enough for me to yep. keep going with it. Um, yeah, maybe fine. it gets better eventually, but like just from what I've experienced and how they level gate it, I just don't like. I don't want to gain five more levels to do this freaking story. I don't feel like it. Yep, I agree. But I think Far Cry Three probably has a place on this list for me, uh, as it is. It also helped to set the standard for those first person open world games, uh, and I think it does it better than a lot of other ones do because of the way that its open world is woven into its narrative, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I think the the hard thing, like the reason why I would never put like Morrowind and Skyrim on this list or Horizon uh, Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West on this list is because I feel like the newest versions are usually the best versions or mm-hmm. the, the most like updated versions for those. So like for me, I think the open world in Far Cry 6 is better than any other Far Cry world. Mm-hmm. that i played so far just because of how like the the size of it how you get around in it all the different things that you do i think that they did good stuff in that open world to make it fun to get around in um yeah. but i definitely understand what you're talking about about how far cry 3 even far cry the old school far cry yeah was extremely influential for these open world kind of games that we've seen today with just how like like that game was much more of like sandboxy. Like this is your sandbox. Get through this this base however you want, however you want to approach it. Well, because it was made as a as a cool tech test for the yep. Cry Engine. Yep, yep, yep. And With like they really, the really the thing about it was to like, hey, just test this world out and like, yeah, do what you want with it. Um. So yeah, I definitely can see the influential portion of some of those Far Cry games. I think like Just Cause 2, I have fond memories of as a like an open world game, but I think that's like I think it doesn't exist uh on a list that also has like GTA 5 on it maybe mm-hmm. because it's just that game but with a grappling hook, which I mean I guess is awesome, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, got to lo- got to love you a grappling hook. Is Cyberpunk on here for you? Pro- probably not for me as it's, I don't think it's like an awesome game. I think it's a cool world. I like I really had a good experience playing cyberpunk. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think it is an exceptional game like some of these are like. I'm trying to look at like this list here and like I might put it on here for me instead of Metal Gear Solid five. Hmm. I might put it on here personally instead of The Witcher. Um mm-hmm. But I don't know if it necessarily like kicks out any of these other ones to to be a place where it'd be like a top open world. Just because I think ultimately the thing that killed me about it was I just was bored with it at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's different now with some of these like more like you know we have crowds in there that don't like like just bug like the go, hell out, bug, bug the hell out or anything <laughs> yeah. like that, and it just makes it feel a little bit more living and breathing. But I think that game more so than any other game on this list, what it promised and what it was did not line up in a way that made the game better or made the game stand out more. And I think had it been what it was promised to be, it would have 100% be on this list, but yep, 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 yep. yep. Unfortunate, but Hey, that's just how it all shook out. Hey, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Episode number 83. We're getting up there, man. I can't wait till I'm 83. I'll finally be able to retire. I'll never be able to retire. 
I don't make enough money. Oh, I, <laughs> no! Don't don't say that. You'll be you'll be able to retire. Oh, oh gosh. Um. So if you want to send me money, my Venmo is Peter-Spitek. Uh, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> or do. It's whatever you want. Um, we should make like a Patreon or something. Whatever. <laughs> we'll talk about For that later. It, we can call it your retirement fund. Yeah. Uh, if you are a $1,000 Patreon, it's the Spitek Retirement Fund. Um Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts about any of this, uh, particularly the, the open world stuff, uh, people have different tastes in terms of open world. I know you and I, our tastes differ slightly with these sorts of things. Um, but I'm curious, listener, what you think about that. Go ahead and tweet at us at HitboxPod or send us a DM about what you think about these uh, these big open world games and which ones are your favorite. Or you can let us know about anything else you think that we talked about from the State of Play to the Dead Space uh, remake and, and God of War. If you've got thoughts on who you think should play Kratos and Atreus and um, who are some other the characters? Premier. Okay, Mamir. I don't oh, know. I, I guess yeah. You haven't played 2018. Uh, who 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 played um, Zeus? Zeus. Yeah. Chris Pratt, obviously. Oh my God! Can you imagine uh, that? Like he'd be. <laughs> well, he'd probably be Thor. Well, what about Chris Hemsworth? Well, he's like maybe like the the Thor in God of War 2018 is much more like I just. Oh, drank is Thor a in it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Thor and his brother, and you kill his brother, and then Thor gets mad at you. I should play that. It's really good. (laughs) Well, if you have any thoughts about any of that, make sure to let us know on Twitter, or you can send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. Whatever platform you're listening to this on, we do appreciate that you were listening. If you wouldn't mind giving us a follow or subscription or whatever it is called on that platform, that would make a big difference to us and give us a rating. Um, Uh, on there that helps us get found and helps us out uh in a whole bunch of ways so that would really really be cool of you but also like i'm not your dad so like do whatever you want uh am i forgetting anything justin i know you're just forgetting uh to remind everyone to play red dead redemption 2 and nothing else because there's no other games out right now might as well play a 60 hour um single player story i know how much you like that game so i like would be interested in playing it it's just that, like, you look at the games yeah. that I like, yeah, are on the like the docket, and it's like fuck. <laughs> and trust me, like, uh, the way to ruin that game is to have any like t- deadline to finish it. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. you just gotta experience it at, in its natural state. Like, hey, mm-hmm. you know what? I won't be on the ranch this weekend, and go on the ranch. Yeah, build a house. There's literally like a quick time event when you're building a house that's set to music. It's really awesome. Oh, that's kind of fun. It's like top moment in video games. Just building a house. Okay, but it's, it's how they do it, and it's the story okay, implications. Sure. Like, it's really good. Uh, listener, okay, okay. agree with me, please. You know what I'm talking about. If you got to the 60-hour mark when you thought the game was over, <laughs> but then there's another, like, 20 hours after it oh, of, like, geez. more stuff. You know, it just happens. It never ends. Never ends. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I would love to hear what your thoughts on Red Dead Redemption are, too, as well, listener. Until then, we will catch you next week for episode number 84 until then always remember old games are old bye bye
right, that's I'll stop recording. <laughs>